The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm Trustee and Associate Pastor Edwin Sproat, Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station, XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden and Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world. With the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Cali for over 90 years, in our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to B. Lafam on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn, Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
Praise the Lord. Jesus has risen from the grave. Happy Easter, everyone. Before we begin the program, I would like to take this time to invite you, saints and friends, to the Apostolic Faith Church Children's Easter Program. Beginning at 10 a.m., the Sunday School Department will take the stage and give their praises to the Heavenly Father for His loving sacrifice. Come, and you will be truly blessed. Praise the Lord, saints and friends. Jesus has risen. He is alive. He fought the battle for us so that we may have life everlasting. Jesus bore the marks of hatred and fear, the torture, the scorn he carried, and traveled alone on the Via Della Rosa. Jesus did all of this for the creature he loved most, man, and throughout the terror and rage of his enemies, he endured and rose again. What a glorious victory. I beckon you to now listen to the choir directed by Amelia Hahn as they stand ready to sing unto the Lord and to you the song entitled The Banner of the Cross. Playing background for the choir will be Tiara Summers on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. Thank you, choir. Yes, dear television viewers, it's time for one and all to raise the spiritual banner, Jesus. The church band under the leadership of head pastor Billy Hahn Jr. will play for you the number entitled, Because He Lives.
honoring the sacrifice and rejoicing the re resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our solos for the morning is Seneca Rose Horn. Seneca will sing the beautiful number entitled Love Was When. Seneca Rose will be accompanied by Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. on the piano, Mason Asano Sr. and myself on the guitars, Associate Pastor Marvin being on the bass, and Iris Locke on the drums.
Let us continue the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ with the church choir singing their second number for today entitled, Like Him, We Shall Rise. There will be a fortunate few who will receive their heavenly reward to live with the Savior forevermore. And there will be those who must go through the tribulation period. Are you ready to fight for the precious name of Jesus? Are you willing to live for Him? I invite you to sing along with our choir and feel His loving spirit soothe you and give you peace.
The flute section of the church band will harmonize to the gentle melody entitled, In Love For Me. The true born-again believer knows the mighty power of the precious blood of Jesus. When in sorrow, call upon Jesus' blood for comfort. When anger or hatred threatens to take over your spirit, Jesus' blood will flow over you and cleanse your soul. Call upon the blood of Jesus when fear and danger draws near to you or your loved ones and watch the power of Jesus chase the danger away. Listen to our vocal group known as the Daughters of Judah as they sing the precious song entitled, Only by the Blood. And I would like to dedicate today's number to Mrs. Jerry Grant of Honolulu. Her love for the Lord is evident in her welcoming demeanor and loving embrace whenever she greets her brothers and sisters in Christ. Always smiling and joyful, Jerry continues her faithfulness as she teaches and brings her grandchildren to Sunday school and church services. Jerry, May our precious Heavenly Father continue to bless you and your household. Have a glorious week.
And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Jose Jandak, and I'd like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in the Catholic House for viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. This telecast cannot be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Diego. 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KC1 channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and Pasadena and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Johnson, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Mark Cable 5, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about God's work and your kingdom of God's crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org and now concerning our schedule of gospel service here in Homestead, Hawaii. Service is held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7, 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service starts at 10 a.m. and the Friday evening services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 7 a.m. 10 a.m. at our Kalki Branch Church located at 1361 Polar Avenue. Gospel service is held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule observed by neighbor Island branch churches. Uh, service all are conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Senior in Kanaka Kamalukai, who kept Pastor Kenneth L. Verner in Hainamaria, Pastor Walter I.T. Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, and Pastor Linda Kawana Sama Senior in Kolo, Kauai, by Pastor Herbert Fari in Logo, Kilauean, and Pastor Vesper Fara in Pastor Rosco Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of your affiliations. There are no collections. Have you desired to volunteer to contribute to support this telecast and the Lord's work? You may do so by sending your donations to address designated to conclude the telecast. And I'd like to turn, return our program back to our Associate Professor Trustee, Edwin Hall Sr., who will bring forward a Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Jose. Welcome, dear television viewers, to another exciting weekly telecast presentation highlighting the Lord Jesus Christ who deserves all the praise and glory from mankind as His creation. Please join me as we examine God's Word in reading today's sermon topic entitled, The Lord Jesus Christ Lives Today, to draw us even into a closer walk with Him in our daily lives. In Psalms 119.105, it denotes, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word is forever settled in heaven. And as we stand upon the word of God, we will be blessed with many victories in this life and the eternal life to come with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us recount the most glorious day when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rose triumphantly over death, hell, and the grave. With his victorious resurrection, the salvation of our souls has been confirmed and our sins are removed by the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross of Calvary. We must also be willing to share our testimony with others concerning the salvation of their souls and remission of sins for every man, woman, and child who will accept the Lord Jesus Christ by being baptized by immersion in water in His name and being filled with His Holy Spirit. In God's Word, the Bible, we are taught that water baptism represents the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we, in turn, receive remission of sins. We are then identified with Him through His sacrifice on the cross of Calvary and resurrection from the grave. The New Testament book of Romans, chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, advises, Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into His death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk 
in newness of life. In a proper burial, a person's body is completely buried beneath the earth and not just sprinkled with soil. God's word, the Bible, therefore requires every man, woman, and child to first repent of their sins and then be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ by being fully buried in the watery grave, coming up out of the water to signify his death, burial, and resurrection. The term baptism is from the Greek word, which means to submerge, engulf, overwhelm, cover, etc. And a man named Nicodemus approached Jesus Christ by night and was given God's commandment to be born again of water and of the Spirit of God. Nicodemus himself was a strict religionist and Pharisee who celebrated the Passover, brought sacrifices, prayed regularly, and followed the traditions of the Jewish laws. After his face-to-face -face meeting with Jesus Christ, both he and all mankind were commanded to be born again, as written in John 3, 5 that reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ also commanded them in all, them all rather, in John 3, 6 and 7, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Having read God's rebirth commandment, dear television viewers, we all must obey the Lord Jesus Christ's instruction to be born again. This commandment of the Lord Jesus Christ to all mankind to be born again is required to remove the sinful nature we inherited from our birth parents, Adam and Eve, who disobeyed God's commandment in the Garden of Eden. Romans 3, 23 to 25 declares this truth. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. No one is capable of saving themselves, and that's why everyone must be born again. And when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we are married to Him through baptism, and the blood of Jesus Christ is then applied to give us remission of our sins. Peter confirmed this in Acts 2.38 that reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in Acts 2.39, we find this ongoing promise. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Today the Lord Jesus Christ is calling every man, woman, and child to come unto Him, because tomorrow may never come, and tomorrow may be too late. And according to God's Word, the Bible, the evidence for the infilling of God's Holy Spirit is confirmed when we speak in God's unknown tongue or language as manifested upon the 120 believers on the day of Pentecost. Therefore, Mark 16, 15 through 18 adds this biblical confirmation. And he said unto them, Go ye into the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. 
shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Acts 4.12 further confirms God's saving power vested in the name of Jesus Christ. It reads, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This scripture explains to all mankind that Jesus Christ is God's only saving name. It has been said, Morality may keep you out of jail, but without holiness, no one shall see the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, dear television viewers, though we keep the golden rule, pay our bills on time, are a good neighbor, and even live a clean moral life, that is not enough to take us to heaven. Jesus Christ is the only saving name to inherit life, eternal life in heaven above with Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, and Lord. And today is our day of salvation, dear television viewers, if we will but hear His voice calling us to come unto Him. And very, very soon, the Lord Jesus Christ will return to catch up His waiting bride, the church, saying, Come up hither. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus were granted permission to take the body of Jesus Christ and bury him in a new tomb, as written in John 19, 41 and 42, that reads, Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher, wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves to all mankind that he indeed is the Almighty God himself. Death could not hold Jesus Christ in the grave. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we too will triumph over death, hell, and the grave. Matthew 28, 18 also denotes, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All of the other famous religious teachers who walked upon the earth have died, and they are still dead within their tombs. Jesus Christ alone has the power to break the bonds of death and to resurrect every man, woman, and child who accepts him from the grave. And by his resurrection, we too will be resurrected. And soon and very soon, the Lord Jesus Christ, our true Savior, Master, and Lord, will return in clouds of glory to take us back with him to heaven. And when the Lord Jesus Christ was on the cross of Calvary, a Roman soldier thrust a spear into his side as described in John 19, 34. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side forthwith, came, out, came there out blood and water. This proves that it takes water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus to give us remission of our sins in order to be saved. Therefore, as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ today, he saves us when we were lost. He comforts us when we are sad. He strengthens us when we are weak. And he is coming again to take us home to heaven with him. We've learned thus far that Jesus Christ is risen. He is alive and has all power in heaven and in earth. And he lives and reigns forevermore. Isaiah the prophet describes Jesus Christ in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 9. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. 
Once again, biblical prophecy confirms with a sharp contrast the events of his birth. He was born in poverty, in a stable, and was born in obscurity. He grew up in a village and worked in his father's carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three and a half years, he preached the gospel of the kingdom of God and sent his disciples also to preach and spread the gospel of the kingdom of God to the four corners of this earth. However, he never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a home. He didn't attend college, and he never visited a big city. Then again, his only credentials are he himself and his life's work of preaching and teaching the gospel and healing thousands of the sick and afflicted. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. And he did not, he did not do any of those things that people usually associate with greatness. He was only 33 when the tide of public opinion turned against him. His friends ran away and one of his apostles denied him. He was even turned over to his enemies and was subjected to a mockery of a trial. He was nailed to the cross between two thieves, and while he was dying, his executioners gambled for his garments, the only property he had on earth. And when he died, he was laid in a borrowed grave. Over 20 centuries have come and gone, and today he is still the central figure among the entire human race. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned, put together have not and never will be able to change the life of mankind on this earth as much as the religious impact felt by the soul-saving power of our living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God himself. Everything that followed Jesus Christ's birth was filled with humiliation, but everything that followed his burial and resurrection is filled with God's power and glory. The first day of the week was the day that Jesus Christ would be raised from the dead. And on that day, the disciples of Jesus Christ were transformed into mighty crusaders. And their faith, hopes, and dreams were reborn through the confirmation of his resurrection. In the morning, doctors Mary Magdalene and two other women visited the tomb of Jesus Christ as addressed in John 21. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early. When it was yet dark and unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. They brought sweet, sweet spices to anoint the body of Jesus Christ, a privilege they had missed when he was buried. They were hoping to get someone to roll the stone away, but to their great amazement, they found it had already been rolled away and the tomb stood open. Mary Magdalene, greatly frightened, left the other women and ran to find Peter and John and told them the news we read in John 22 through 7. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together. And the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulchre. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen clothes lying. Yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulchre and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Peter, John, and Mary, who were believers in Jesus Christ, had no idea that he had risen through his own power as he had told them 
In John 10, 17 through 18, that reads, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man hath taken it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Their first thought that the enemies of Jesus Christ had stolen his body. And just imagine how they felt thinking that someone had gone to the grave and stolen his body. John 20, 11 through 13 further states, But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And she wept. as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And see of two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto him, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. John 20, 14 to 17 also relates. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Woman, whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and to your Father and to my God and to your God. When first confronted, Peter, John, and Mary were upset thinking that the body of Jesus had been stolen. They believed the entire affair was orchestrated by the elders who had given large amounts of money to the soldiers as noted in Matthew 28, 13 to 15, saying, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews unto this day. In retrospect, Peter, John, and Mary ran towards the tomb. And John, being the younger, arrived there first. He looked into the tomb but didn't enter in. He waited for Peter, who arrived in a moment. And Peter, being the impulsive one, did not hesitate but rushed into the tomb and found the burial clothes lying in a heap. Looking at the different personalities of Peter and John, we learn this wonderful lesson for all of us today. They were as opposite as two people could ever be. Yet, they both loved Jesus Christ with all their heart, minds, and souls. They both can be compared with the flowers in the garden tomb, which were of different colors, yet they were all beautiful, having been equally created and planted by God. John followed Peter into the, womb, into the tomb, and what they found, what they did find was but only the grave clothes lying there. The body of Jesus was gone. Now in those days, it was a custom to wrap the head of the corpse in a linen napkin. Peter and John looked around and found the napkin neatly folded and put in a place by itself. This proves that there was no hurry, no haste, and no fear in the tomb. Jesus Christ had just calmly laid aside the grave clothes, donned his resurrection garments, and quietly left the tomb. Suddenly, the miraculous truth flashed upon them, and they realized that Jesus' body had not been stolen. He had risen from the dead and was out there somewhere alive and waiting to meet them. 
As they left the tomb, they did not run, but walked along and talked about this glorious miracle that had just happened. Mark 16, 19, 9 through 14, and this is, presents this exhortation. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And then, and there, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and unbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Peter and John did not see the angels when they entered the tomb. And for some reason, God permitted only Mary, but not the men, to see the angels who inquired of her. The angels, in fact, confirmed to her as an indication that the empty tomb should have caused her to rejoice. Turning around, she saw Jesus Christ standing there in his glorified body, but did not recognize him, thinking that he was a gardener. Mary, weeping with all her heart, did not recognize Jesus, who was there at her side until he called her by name. Today, dear television viewers, Jesus Christ is calling you and me by name to come unto him as the author and finisher of our faith. We must all come and respond to his call today and accept him as our risen Savior, Master, and Lord. Yes, the same Jesus Christ, God himself, is here with us today, calling us to accept him as our Savior to inherit eternal life with him in heaven above. Therefore, Hebrews 13, 8 confirms today's sermon title saying, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ, our living Savior and Lord, will soon return to call up his waiting bride, the church, to meet him in clouds of glory, saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you'd like to know more about God's Word in the church and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edwin Sprout Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless you all and keep you in the hollow of his hands. In closing this morning's telecast presentation, the church band will play a song entitled Death Hath No Terrors. May everyone have a blessed and hopeful Easter in this year of 2018.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.